This is Jim Duncan with Nest Realty and Sweat the Details. Keith, Jonathan, and I had a great conversation with Julia Kadrevitz from the New Dominion Bookshop on Charlottesville's downtown mall. What do a bookshop and a real estate brokerage have in common? More than you think. Competing in the internet economy, building community, and a lot more. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Sweat the Details. We're here with uh, Julia Kadravitz from the New Dominion Bookshop in Charlottesville, Virginia. Welcome to Sweat the Details. Uh, Thanks for coming in. So I guess, first of all, I'd like to just uh, pass the baton to you and have you tell us a little bit about how you got into um, the business of owning a bookstore and a little bit about New Dominion. Okay. I think like any story of how you got somewhere, you know, it's uh, a, a lot of, a lot of different things all led me to this. Um, the shop itself um, is from 1924, so it's one of the uh, oldest independent bookstores in the country, and it was started by a man named Christopher Columbus Wells, um, who was a ambulance driver, I think, in uh, maybe World War One. Um, came back to Charlottesville and, and started it, and uh, it moved. It, it's been in several locations, but now it's on Fourth Street, um, on the downtown mall. Um, Carol Troxell owned it for about 30 years. Um, and uh, when I moved back to Charlottesville um, in my early 30s, uh, I think uh, I was trying to replicate an experience I had had in the big city, and I started um, a reading series. So uh, bringing poets and fiction writers to town to read their work um, in sort of a social, fun environment. And I, I held this over at an art space in Belmont. And when people had, when art, authors had a book, you know, they'd want to sell that book. So I went to Carol and I said, you know, can we sell books uh, at, at, at this reading series? And so I ended up selling New Dominion bookshops at, at this, uh, these Friday night readings. Um, that led to doing their social media, which at that time was, you know, that I did the Facebook and I did the Instagram, you know, it was not rocket science. Um, and uh, I was teaching... Um, at the community college here, teaching English composition, um, when uh, she passed away, and we weren't sure what was going to happen with the shop, and I uh, asked her husband if he would hire me as the manager, um, to you know, with the idea that I could buy the shop someday. I had talked to Carol a little bit about buying it, but I didn't know it was going to happen at this time in my life. I thought maybe a few years down the road. Uh, so I spent about eight months managing, and then I bought I bought the shop. I've owned it for two years now, so it's a little bit like taking, you know, captaining a, a large ship that's been moving for a long time. Right. So tell me about that transition. How was that transition from managing to owning a um, shop? Well, uh, I, I I enjoy working for myself very much. Um, if I even if I'm putting in longer hours and maybe paying myself a little less, I, I feel that I'm, you know, responsible for my own destiny. And, you know, I've hired a lot of young folks, a lot of UVA students, a lot of um, just a, a more, a younger and more diverse uh, group of booksellers. And I feel a lot of responsibility to them, you know, to pay them a living wage. And so those things keep me up at night. Um, but I, overall, I love having my own business. I don't think I could go back That's to great. working for the man. How How is it to take on you know, a, a, a basically a brand that's mm-hmm. been around for a long time and you've taken it on. What, what, what's been the, the thought process over the last two years about how you take a brand that's been existing and it's well known in, in the area and the region and continue to push it forward? 
Um, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I did not go to business school. I went to graduate school in creative writing. So obviously thinking about branding and business branding and business growth um, is something I have sort of felt my way through. Um, you've got, you know, when you start something from scratch, you know, you're really like pushing the rock up the hill. And we ha- I had a lot to live up to in terms of the reputation in, in the community. Um, for it. So we have a lot of goodwill towards the shop. Uh, I think what I've done or what I've tried to do is that it was, it was primarily a retail store that had had and has like a wonderful gardening section, an art section, um, wonderful landscape architecture. Uh, but it was primarily retail, you know, it was open until 530 at night and then closed. Um, what I've tried to do is make it more of a center for literature and culture. So we have now, it's amazing when we count, um, almost 150 events a year. Wow. And that includes the Festival of the Book in March. Um, and so we bring authors uh, to come do readings, do signings, and that builds the brand, so to speak. But it also brings in people to you know have an experience where they meet an author, um, get a signed book, meet other people who love books and, and literary culture here in Charlottesville. So that's, I think, one of the ways that I've tried to shift it from something that's, you know, pure retail into more of, um, I always joke that I'm running a nonprofit, um, but in some ways I, I absolutely am running a nonprofit, uh, but that I'm trying to make it a place where you can come, you know, hear, hear a concert, um, hear someone read poetry, um, see UVA students perform scenes from Shakespeare on our stairs. We do all kinds of things. Julia, of, of the 150 annual events you're, you're hosting, mm-hmm. how many of those are you all doing in the shop and how many of them are you doing off-site? I mean, the, the Festival of the Book obviously mm-hmm. is an enormous undertaking and is not all taking place in, old, you know, in the New Dominion. But I couldn't give you an exact breakdown. Uh, when we have uh, authors who might bring you know more than 70 people, we'll have it um, off-site. We have the Paramount Theater and the Historic Theater on the downtown mall. Holds a thousand people. We uh, rented that recently to have Michael Lewis come speak um, in conversation with John Grisham. And we've also had John Meacham come. Um, We're about to have um, a prominent scientist named Brian Green come this in February. So that's for, you know, really, really large readings. Um, We also do like private book parties when book launches. you know, we will go places, go other places, go to breweries, you know, where people are having a book launch. But most of it is in the shop. Right. Um, the shop it is large, and I like to think it's gorgeous, and I like to pack people in there. So if they're sitting there listening, uh, they zone out, and they see a book on the shelf they the shop, like. The shop's beautiful. I mean, I'm looking forward to the photographs we're going to put up on the blog post that goes with this, because you've really got to see... I mean, the stairs are extraordinary, and the windows in the back of the uh, back of the shop are... Tremendous. There's also a 30-year-old um, fully mature rose garden in the back, which <laughs> which is another thing I inherited. Um, with all the, the roses all have the names of like Belgian kings and queens. And oh. we've had people get married out there, um, you know, just as the peace kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It is an iconic spot. It's something that you, you know, when you when you walk in there, you can envision that being in a, in a movie. I mean, really, when you're, when you're in there, it's a, it is a great spot. I take a quick um, kind of quick side note here. You know, our, our listeners may be wondering why are we 
focused in on independent bookstores and breweries and some different things for this is, you know, we're a real estate company, but, um, I think one of the, uh, impetuses for this conversation was a Harvard, um, business school study that was done a couple of years ago by a professor, Ryan Raffaelli. And he did a study that, that looked at independent bookstores. Um, and, and the, the gist of it was that independent bookstores between 2011 um, and now um, have increased over 35% in the country, which is really the opposite of what we would think that to happening. With the rise, you know, back back in the 2007, 2008, 2009 timeframe with Borders and Amazon and, and the, the birth of the internet, a lot of people really called, you know, A, for the death of retail and B, the independent bookstores and some other um, some other industries out there just wouldn't be able to survive. So it was a fascinating study that we read and that we've been looking at um, from a from a brand perspective. Um, and it really, you know, he pinpointed three things. One is that these bookstores focused on community and being part of the community. The second, that they, they curated mm-hmm. and they didn't try to serve everybody. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that whole long tail philosophy that you, you, you try to serve a kind of a specific niche um, in the market. And the third is convening, which goes to the idea of you having 150 events, uh, in the, in the study that he did, he found some bookstores that did upwards of 500 events that really just brought people in book signings. That's exhausting. Right, that does sound exhausting. <laughs> right, we do a couple events a year through Nest Realty. And I think that, uh, I think we've maxed, we've maxed our time for out. So it says, you know, he calls them in the study, these three C's community cur- curation and convening. Um, so that's, you know, a little bit of a, um, kind of a foundation for, for, uh, for, you know, why we're having this conversation today. Well, let me, you, we were pre- in our prep conversation. You said that you had seen increased sales year over year. You, and it sounded like it was a, a marked increase. Is that, do you, do you attribute that to the, to the events, to the building of your social media? I mean, where do you see that being driven from? And I think everyone would like to take full credit. You know, I would like to take full credit for this. I think I came in at a good time. Okay. as well. It's a good time for independent bookstores. I think people are, are tired of going to the big box stores right? Um, and they realize the limits of, of online commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is certainly something. We are the one bookstore that held on um, when the other stores, big stores came in. Right. So that, so timing, I think, you know, you can never measure how, how much timing works into it. Um. I think having a, a great young staff uh, has has been really helpful, and I think you, the the downtown mall continuing to be like a vibrant place where people go, you know, to eat dinner, um, to go to shows, you know, to to shop, has helped a great deal. Um, I used to close at five thirty. Now I close at nine on the weekends, mm-hmm. um, and on Thursday nights. Uh, so you know, you get people downtown. Uh, they have dinner, you know, they have a few glasses of wine, maybe they're on a date and they kind of are wandering around, don't know what to do. They come in and end up in our poetry section for a long time. Right. And I'm like, all right, you guys have fun. Please buy a book. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's nice to have people come in the evening. I think I play music and um, just making it a a place that people know it's open and and they can go see the, the new stuff. But also I think one thing that makes our shop different from some of the newer indies is what we have, well, we have 20,000 books, wow. which is, it sounds like a lot, but it's certainly not everything the way you'd find in one of these, you know, huge stores. But we have a lot of the classics. 
so you can come in you see all the like the new releases um and the things you've you know read a wall street journal review of but we have you know the great books so it's you know, I, I try to make it a place where you're like, this is the, these are the important books in our culture and things that people are talking about. And, you know, you can come in any time of day and browse and find them. What's one of your favorite events? One of my favorite events? Oh. Uh, of all the ones we've ever yeah. done? I mean, just, you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just whatever's your, your favorite event this year or the last two years or, you know, what, what sort of has driven your passion it's for like bringing people in? Apples and oranges. Let's see. I have to say, like, the Paramount events where, you know, it's great to say, well, I can get a thousand people to come mm-hmm. see see this author and, you know, rent this amazing space, right. historic space, is pretty fantastic. One thing I love is every Thursday night, um, 8 o'clock, the UVA um, Masters of Fine Arts students in writing come and they read their fiction and poetry uh, and they have a, quite a following. That's a regular thing that they do. And it's great. It's a great town gown, of course. It's great to get the UVA students um, into the shop. But it's a nice community, and they take turns introducing one another, and they have a good time. We do a stupid raffle every time, you know. Uh, it's fun. So yeah, it just depends. I mean, so in how have you seen the community shift since you've owned the store? I mean, it, it, it's, you know, we look through the lens of our client base coming from different, different parts of the, the country and state, et cetera. Has it been, have you noticed that it's been more you know, from Charlottesville people? Or are you seeing that we are seeing in, in the city more people coming in? From you mean other parts? the cust- customers? Yeah. I think it changes seasonally. Uh, you know, you, because we are a university town, mm-hmm. you have a lot of newcomers coming in August people discovering the shop for the first time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's really nice to have that continual, you know, influx of smart, interesting people. And they're discovering it along with everything else downtown. Right. In the summer, we have a lot of international tourists. Okay. Um, Germans love to buy John Gresham books. <laughs> reason. So, you know, it, it, it's just, it's really seasonal who, okay. who comes into the shop. Um, I'm working to get more children and teenagers into the shop to buy books because I feel like those are going to be the next people to hopefully be our customers. So, Julia, to that note, you know, one of the things that Jonathan was talking about was a curation question of how do you specialize and how do you kind of find a focus? And obviously, twenty thousand books is a is a heck of a lot of books to have to maintain on on you know inventory, but at the same time, it also shapes who comes into your store on a repeated basis. So how do you look forward to knowing what you have on your shelves now versus where you want to be in the next few years and how you expect to change that or turn that over? You had said originally it was landscape architecture or gardening, and you're trying to get more into the creative writing side of, of things. Well, those were the, the sections I think that were particularly interesting and strong. Um, also literary fiction. I mean, the, the whole shop has always had, you know, a, a great selection. I, I think I, I try to, you know, I, I buy from all the major publishers. So the way it works is, you know, right now I'm talking to my Penguin Random House um, and I'm looking sales rep and I'm looking at the, you know, the thousand books that are coming out in the spring and deciding which ones to bring into the shop. Some of those are authors who I know and like and would like to bring to the shop. People that I know people in Charlottesville follow or would like to read their next book. Right. Um you know, just thinking about the, the different demographics here and, and what people might like to read. Um, also, you know, if it's gotten a New York Times review, I should probably have it. 
um, because someone's going to want it. Yeah, sounds reasonable. <laughs> um, so that's how, I mean, I think buying is certainly, there's an art to it. Um, but I think having grown up here in Charlottesville, I'm aware that there are many, many different Charlottesvilles. And I think one benefit of living here and of being local is that I can be in many different communities at once uh, in a way that I don't feel like in the big city. It's sort of like I'm in this like narrow group of like all, you It'd know, be a real niche to be yeah, kind of like all like just, you know, all white people in their thirties. And here I have my, you know, the people I know through my family and the people I know through church and the people I know through the bookshop and all of those communities might have different interests. And in our events, we try to bring in authors that will appeal to several you know, different communities in Charlottesville and hopefully some of them that were, where there's a real mix and, you know, you bring people together. Do you, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bring the elephant in the room out. Do you see Amazon as a competitor? Yeah. We try not to say that word. Right. <laughs> That's what I figured. Well, I think railing against Amazon really won't get me anywhere. You know, Agreed. like complaining about Janet Bezos. Okay. You know, He's a successful man. Um, I have Amazon Prime. I like, I, I, I use Amazon. Some people have sweared off. I use it for some things. Um, I don't think I can ever undersell Amazon. You know, it, it, I get really, I do get really frustrated when I go on and I see something there for sale for less than it costs me to buy the book. Right. Like, how can you do this? And they do it by, make, you know, undercutting the price so much and then I, I guess making the money up through you know, ad sales or something, which seems to me like some kind of shady monopoly behavior, but okay. I don't know. Um, I think, I think it does take a big chunk of our business. Um, and I think it, it will continue to, too, you know, I don't have drones, not planning on getting any drones. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a thorn in my side. Um, but I think what we com- try to combat that with is the, the community experience, the fact that people can come in and get a recommendation, you know, just through talking to us. We're not an algorithm. Um, we have signed books. Uh, we have books that you might not even know you want unless you sort of find them on the on the shelf. Right. Can't touch it on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's I have a million stories of people coming in and... Um, it's called showrooming. They'll, they'll see a book that I've bought that I've decided is good and put up there in the window and they'll, you know, they go and they look at it and they chat with me about it and then they take a picture of it. And, you know, literally I've seen people like going to Amazon. Right there. And you're like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. am I going to get mad or I'm just going to say, all right, well, yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I saw a story one time where it said that <clears throat> either Amazon or some group was offering a, a bonus if you were to buy a book in your shop from Amazon. So if you go into your shop sort of and look geotag. at it, yeah, tag, yeah, they geo tag that that picture, that order. Um, so yeah. we can't compete with Amazon. I mean, nobody can compete with Amazon. But from a well, I, I mean, mean, you can. Right, I'd push back and okay. say you can. Right, I mean, well, not, not John, on price. John not on price. is not going to be live on the Amazon website talking about his right. Launch you can't compete on Amazon on price, but you can compete with them on what you offer. Everything else, yeah, service, experience. And, That's service and experience. And experience. And I don't know. Does Amazon do real estate? They're about to. I mean, they're about to do everything. They're doing real estate yeah. now. I mean, I get yeah. spam calls from them saying, join the Amazon team. And I'm like, ah, I've got a team. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, th- this whole 
you know, this this whole world that we live in today. And I think that there's this, I mentioned it earlier, this, this belief in some people's mind that retail's dying and, you know, there's malls for sure that aren't, aren't around anymore. Um, but I think great retail, you know, b- bad retail, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, probably it's gone. Know, mattresses or, or, or books or grocery stores, right. That's it, there's, there's problems on the horizon, if not mm-hmm. already great retail. If you focus on the experience, I mean, it's, it's the, the new dominion bookshops of the world and it's uh Warby Parker and, you know, some of these other businesses that are really looking at retail as an experience, whether it's see, touch, feel, or whether it's some sort of digital experience when you get in the floor, or if it's just amazing service and knowledge that you can walk in and feel as though that you're going to get the right advice. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity to quote unquote compete with, with Amazon out there. I'm very lucky that we're not in a strip mall. You know, geography is a big part of it. I mean, Charlottesville, you all know as as real estate agents, one of our big strengths and our big draws is our pedestrian mall, one of the the oldest in the country, the bricked-over pedestrian mall. And people come to walk that mall, and we get a lot of folks come in just who look in our windows. Right. You're part of date night. Like you're part, you're part of the experience. I am. Of, I am. I'm just bat in the back. And I'm like, have fun, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think being on the mall near all the restaurants makes it a a great experience for people as well. That it's part of the downtown cultural community. But I think the humanity factor is something that's big too. I mean, I think that you know we're seeing in in real estate through our real estate lens, but also through you know through retail. I think that people want to come in and ask an expert. You know, I think you were telling me the other day about how people come in and say, "Help me find a book for a friend." Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what what's, what is that like? Sometimes it's like playing twenty questions. Mm-hmm. Like the, they want something for their father-in-law, and like, well, tell me about your father-in-law, and they'll say, "Well, I don't know. He doesn't read very much, but um, <laughs> you know." I'm like, "Okay, well, what's something you think he likes?" And he's like, oh, "A little harder." Yeah, like I, the example I think I gave you was I was like, well, they're like, well, he really likes cars. I'm like, okay, how about this Top Gear book, you know, of like the best Top Gear of all time? And they're like, yes, thank you. <laughs> this is it. Right. Um, so it's kind of fun at Christmas time helping people, um, especially when they're in, in panic mode. Uh, <laughs> What's matchmaking? I mean, I think that we do yeah. that in real estate a lot, both That's with it. assembling yep. teams yep. and assembling people, matching people with houses. I think it's matchmaking and, and learning the person. Yes, it's it's talking to them and maybe not always about the book itself, but learning ab- about them and then saying, well, what about this? Right. Is, uh, there are people who know exactly, they walk in, they're like, this is the book I want, like this is the author I want. And there are other people who, I mean, it's like you don't know what you don't know. So right. they'll find something, they're like, oh yeah, like this is great. Yeah. I never would have found this. Well, and the, and the flip side is also from the consumer standpoint, going into an independent bookstore and seeing on the shelves, this is Julia's recommendation. And at some point you realize, I really enjoy Julia's recommendations, that we share similar tastes. It's the same thing with, you know, wine buying is obviously a little bit harder on the internet than books are at this point. But going into a small wine shop, you find the salespeople who have your taste who share the same interest. And you can find, mm-hmm. you know, in, in New Dominion, you'll find bookstores that you'll find the the, the bookseller who shares the same interest, whose recommendations are always spot on. And you'll go back to them time and time again, and it makes it easier and more enjoyable um, to know that you've you've had that shared experience. 
Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no doubt. There's, there's kind of the, the as I sit here and we have this conversation, thinking about the similarities between your business and 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 our business as realtors. Is we, you know, we have clients that will look at houses on Zillow from California, mm-hmm. think they know exactly what they want, fly out. We've got, you know, six houses to, that they've in many cases they've curated themselves. They go and they don't like any of them, but we extract the, we extract that information from them and say, well, why don't you like this? Why don't you like that? And uh, you know, in our minds, our realtors minds, they start to kind of figure out, you know, what's the, what should, where should I point them? Just like you're figuring out which, you know, which book they should, you should yeah. recommend for their and father. And hopefully they say, oh, I wouldn't have picked this based on the picture, but I'm really glad that you you found it. But thanks for your knowledge. Yeah. yeah. The number of times that we've had, that I've had a client say, I would not have found this house or this location without not not me guiding them, but just through the dialogue and the conversation that I led them through. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's it's a fun experience to have that matchmaking experience. Yeah, it's true. Well, as this podcast is sweat the details, um, you clearly have a you know twenty thousand or more details to be sweating uh, on a day. Not just books, but just kind of what's going on with with events and 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 staff. Um, tell me, tell us. What's that one detail that you sweat on a regular basis that you're really ultra focused on? Exactly. Picking the one detail. We have uh, a table at the front of the shop um, and it's called the French table. And that is because it's a French antique. That's the only reason. But on the French table, we have all, we have new releases and then we have books that we think people walking in the shop would get excited about that are interesting or beautiful, interesting and beautiful. Um, Some that are you know, by local authors, just things that would you know, get people I- interested in, in looking at the whole shop and certainly things that we want, would like people to buy. So every day, you know, I'm trying to, this is, this is our, this is our, the, the face we show the world. And it's the first thing people see when they walk in. So I try to make that table nice, inviting, and always have, you know, a, a book that came out that week, um, hopefully signed on that table. So that's something Every day, I'm like, how does the French table look? And, you know, is there, is, are there good new books on it? Love it. Another similarity to real estate, curb appeal. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stage, we got, we got big, beautiful windows. You know, yeah. we put some books in there. Very cool. um, always a book with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, good, yeah. Back to Can't pets. Away. We've, we've talked about pets <laughs> in many of, our, uh, many, many of these conversations. Well, Julia, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it and uh, hope to stay in touch. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Julia. Hey, everybody. We would love your feedback. If you have a response or a question, please take a voice memo on your phone and email it to sweatthedetails at nestrealty.com. Thanks, and we look forward to hearing from you.